Tyler McComas. Got a question or opinion? Hit the guys up on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Or call the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wings studios, it's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. I understand Notre Dame, I understand their tradition, I understand the helmet and the logo, but we got a logo too. We've been working on one for 18 years. And, and we want everybody in the country to know, with all due respect, we got a logo too. Are they really working on it for 18 years? Well, yeah. Have you seen how many different logos they have? They have the regular Pistol Pete, the demonic-looking Pistol Pete. They're just trying to figure out which one true. is their logo. They've been working on it. I guess that is true. It, we got a logo, too. Remains to be a work All due in respect, progress. we got a logo, too. <laughs> oh, that's uh, great. That's great. Yeah, they got Nard Dog today. You know anything about Nard Dog, Brian uh, Nardo, as their new defensive coordinator from no. Gannon University? You ever heard of Gannon University? Because no one else had before today. Yeah, Gannon University's in um, Delaware. <laughs> Close I think. enough, Erie, Pennsylvania. Okay, Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah, you know, I figured I'd just make something up and throw it out there. And, and no, never heard of Gannon. Um, I've heard though that. There's some real unique offenses in that conference. And you take a look at what he did at, at Gannon and, you know, with the players he had to defend those guys was just yeah. really incredible. No, I have I honestly have no idea. What I don't even know what division that is. Is uh, that division two? I don't know if it's division two or division three or what we're supposed to call D two and D three now, but I'm sure it's the SEC of whatever d- division they're in, <laughs> the Pennsylvania State Athletic Conference. You know, I, I joked two weeks ago that um you know, hey, is is Gundy called Shippensburg yet for his new defensive coordinator? And I wasn't that far off, man. I think they might be in the same conference, actually, as Gannon University. Wow. I, I got to tell you, I love it. I think it is fantastic. The Gannon Golden Knights, they were 8-3 and three and pretty solid on defense. Oh, good to hear. I, isn't it just amazing, though? I feel like part of it is – Maybe he did do like a because he's made some good hires. You got to give it give it up to him for that. Sure. But sometimes it feels like he's trolling us. Oh, this definitely you feels know? like he's trolled us here. Gannon University, what? That that feels like I've seen that on a commercial somewhere. You know, like a Gannon yeah. University type of thing. Earn your degree from at home. Yeah. I hey, I don't know. Here here's here's one thing that you got to remember. There's a bunch of really, really good football coaches out there. Some guys, you know, get their chance or get their break. Other guys don't, right? And it's not necessarily that uh, – it's not necessarily because they um, they aren't good enough. It's just, you know, you sometimes it's who you know. Um, have, a, have a lucky interaction somewhere and off you go. 
are you are you're typing this in and I'm watching you? Yeah. Are you suggesting to me that Gannon <laughs> is a school that was started by Rich Gannon? I'm not, but we've got two texts. Like, here's Scott T. Is that Rich Gannon's university he started? <laughs> and when I first read that, I'm like, no way. But it's so like I've never heard of Gannon University before today, so I'm like. I guess that there's a small chance that that could be the case, that Rich Gannon started a university <laughs> after his last game with the Oakland Raiders, and this is the school their new D.C. is coming from. Uh, Gunny says, isn't that the university Rich Gannon started? So I was just doing some research to see if oh, I missed man. that or not. I hope that that's the case. I Please, please tell me that that is the university that Rich Gannon started. <laughs> that would be sweet. Which is such uh, an interesting thing, like, who decides to start a university just randomly? That's someone with a, a whole lot of time and a whole lot of cash is what I would guess. And I guess Rich Cannon would have uh, had, or Rich Gannon would have had both of those things after so. leaving the NFL. Who knows? How about that? Well, um, I don't know. I hey, I will withhold judgment. Don't know anything about the hire, so I'm not going to say it's good or bad. A lot of times we just uh, we look at a hire and what type of splash does it make? What type of name is it? And it's getting some positive reviews, I'll say that, from people okay. that are you know reaching out to sources and asking, like, uh, yeah, this guy is a was really good dude, really bright, defensive mind. So, yeah. Well, I talked to Rich, and, you know, <laughs> he said he's a good guy. <laughs> You joke about it, but it, hey, there's always a potential that that could happen. Uh, always the great. possibility. Um, other head coach openings. Um, Alabama's got an OC opening. That text says, I was totally joking, but it would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I figured like it was a joke, but again, I've never heard of the school before today, so I just had to make sure that that wasn't a real thing. I, I think we had multiple texts that said that. You probably broke Google's artificial intelligence machine whenever you typed in university that Rich Gannon started. Yeah, I got Rich Gannon IMDB <laughs> page, Gannon headed to Hall of Fame. They were like, what's this guy talking about? Seriously? Oh, man, it's like we've missed we've missed something massive here. What is, what is happening? That's great. I love it. you got to love the text line. Yeah. Bill O'Brien, uh, Patriots OC, which means that he's your offensive coordinator now. So have fun with that for the next few years. But um, – the names are starting to trickle out who are the leading candidates. And I, I, Levy's name is being thrown out mm -hmm. with a group of like eight to ten names. This is just a guess, but I don't feel like Alabama fans view him as the top target. They're looking at some other names like a um, like a Cliff Kingsbury, uh, maybe even a Scott Frost, some of those names like that of like that are more on top of their wish list. Yeah, that have more of a more of a splash, I guess, right now, right? Sure. Um, you can. Uh, it feels good to hire an offensive coordinator that's that's been a head coach that has some. Like it, it's more about like what's your following and and how much attention does it bring more so than what's the real you know nuts and bolts of what it is that you do in your system and. You know, here's the thing, like, Nick Saban is, which he's earned it, and I'm not, I'm not really, um, I'm not questioning it, I'm just saying that Saban is still going to have his thumb on that offense, and, and the offensive coordinator, 
like he's he wants to keep this the same terminology that they've got in now like and I think it's smart by him because of the guys that he hires there's an incredible amount of turnover yeah. at Alabama. Yeah, there more more I think more than any other major program in the country. You agree with that? Yeah, well, yeah, I think so. From what we've seen, yes. Because yeah. um, he's got like that long ex- extended success, and, and that's what happens. A lot of, you know, Georgia's still new on the success route, but, you know, they've they've got a, a defensive coach, a head coaching job now, and, you know, Clemson, off of their success, there's been coaches starting to branch out there, um, you know, Ohio State, Kevin Wilson just just took a, a head coaching job and you Ryan know, Day got promoted from within. Yeah. So like that's just just kind of nature of it. So it makes sense that Saban wants to keep the same terminology offensively and defensively. Like this is Alabama's terminology. This is this is like this is how I want to craft it. So all that makes sense. But, you know, some coaches, um, you know, they've worked their entire life developing their offense and their terminology and how they want to run it. And, you know, there's some give and take there. I, so you're saying, like, this is Saban's offense. Saban's going to run the offense that he wants. It's just someone out there is calling plays and has the title of an OC. They have no. some freedom, but maybe they don't have some freedom as uh, other places. Is that what you're trying to say? No, they they can install and run their offense, but they can't use their terminology. Gotcha. They can call all – like, they just have to assign Alabama's terminology – to you know what it is that they're doing, um, which again I understand, and there's also the thing like if you are a if you're like a young up and comer at offensive coordinator, like you've got your guys that you've surrounded yourself with that are you know they're very tied in and linked to the success that you've had. And you want to continue to bring those guys along with you, uh, give them uh, bigger and better opportunities, and you can't really do that at Alabama. Uh, it's there's so many that are already there. You just kind of have to come in, and you know, for the most part, it's probably going to be you as the offensive coordinator with all of the other guys that Saban has hired. Yeah. So I say that um, Alabama fans don't view. Levy as the top candidate. Here's Brad Crawford of 24-7. He has an article out. It says, The clubhouse leader for the OC position appears to be Oklahoma offensive coordinator Jeff Levy, whose name floated as soon as it appeared O'Brien was on his way out. He has SEC experience previously on Lane Kiffin's staff at Ole Miss and would bring innovation to Alabama's offensive looks. Yeah. So I, I we've seen the take on the text line for the past couple of days like, <laughs> Saban watch OU this year? Why would he even want Jeff Levy? I mean, I think that that's a wrong way to look at it. Like, Nick Saban has faced Jeff Levy in the SEC in those potent offenses that he had at Ole Miss. Like, I'm not, I'm not all that surprised, I guess, is that uh, Bama's pursuing him. Now, I, I do not believe Jeff Levy is leaving. Okay? Same? I, I don't know. Um, I've heard some things, but – I don't think anyone knows for sure right now. And 
I, there may not be even a final answer right now. I have no idea, but I think Jeff Levy is staying. And you got to ask yourself, okay, well, why does Nick Saban, why is, he, why is he coming after Jeff Levy? And I think there's multiple reasons. Reason number one, um, the style, the scheme, the offense that he runs is having a lot of success in the SEC right now. Obviously, we've we've seen what Josh Heupel has done. That's same family comes from, you know, kind of developed within that group, that same group of guys that have kind of spread spread around a little bit. Um, you know, Kendall Bryles had a, a big hand in kind of the resurrection there of Arkansas before he's now taking that TCU offensive coordinator job. So we've seen the success. Uh, happen. Ole Miss, we saw the numbers that they put up whenever Lebby went there. So obviously there's that behind it. But I think there's more to it. Um, I think one of the reasons, and I and this is this could be maybe taken as a as a slight to Jeff, but it I it's not the way that I mean it at all. Um, totally unrelated to what I think about Jeff's abilities because I think he's fantastic. Um, I wouldn't I, right now. I, I don't want any other offensive coordinator in the country over what we have here at Oklahoma. I believe in it. That being said, I think one of the reasons that Saban wants Lebby is because there's something kind of grumbling under the the surface here with Oklahoma. Hmm. I I Ooh. I think people recognize perhaps the threat that Oklahoma could become in 2 3 years. Yeah. So you're saying you think he's a great OC, they mm-hmm. think he's a great OC, but taking away Jeff Levy from Oklahoma in their eyes, may reduce the threat that OU could potentially be in the next two to three years. That's, yes. that's an interesting thought. That's exactly what I think. I think there's, I think there's a reason. I mean, obviously we know by now that the Alabama smoke is real. Nick Saban has, in fact, reached out. I also think, you know, there, there's been smoke around Georgia, right? Yeah. We expect Todd Munkin to be elsewhere. Well, he's already taken the uh, Bucks OC job, right? That's right. Or is that just rumored? Can't remember which. One. Uh, I think that's right. I think that's right. Um, well, if it has happened or it's not, I mean, the thoughts are that he's gone. So, like Georgia, it's kind of the same thing there, sniffing around as well, because, in in my opinion, not only do they want to get a really good offensive coordinator, they want to get it from Oklahoma to stunt Oklahoma's growth. I mean, that's just an opinion. Call it a conspiracy theory. Call it whatever you want. Um, I think that is a big part of the reason. Sure. All right, we got to get to Bob Stoops coming up next. Good deal. All right, let's hit a quick opening timeout. Coach Stoops joins us next. The word is spreading, and the ref army is growing. Keep telling your... Help them plan their prosperity. Call me at 405-329-8884 or dmwealth.com.
It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. We get to talk to him every single Tuesday at 320. He's Coach Bob Stoops. Teddy, uh, clear your plans for Saturday because you can spend an afternoon with the Arlington Renegades coming up this weekend. Open oh. practice from 1030 to 1. The gates open at 10 a.m., free admission, free parking. I think Bob and the players are going to sign autographs after as well. The Saturday sounds like it's going to be a pretty fun day with the Renegades, Bob. Yeah, it should be. We, uh, we've got great reception down here. It's been great. Um, but we are having an open practice. Hopefully we get a decent day. And, uh, yeah, so um, looking forward to it. And uh, we keep building towards February 18th, Saturday, 2 o'clock. We have the opening game uh, against uh, the Vegas Vipers. Boy, and it's getting close. What is, I guess, two and a half weeks away um, going to be right there after the Super Bowl, um, you know, starting right off that next week. Awesome stuff. And uh, tell us what it's kind of been like so far. Like second go around, um, you know, you, you've got the team there. You guys have started practice here recently. How's it building for you guys? Really great. Um, you know, they're doing a super job promoting the league. Um, I'm, I'm excited about my team. We picked a really good team. Uh, just can't talk about all the coaches, but I got a great coaching staff on offense. Chuck Long and Jonathan Hayes were with us on the national championship team, as you remember, or our, uh, you know, former guys that were with us that are running the offense. And then uh, John's brother, Jonathan Hayes' brother, Jay Hayes, and Tim Lewis, long time, both of them NFL guys for such a long period of their careers, and they're running the defense. So it's uh, it's been really really great. Uh, Scott Spurrier, uh, one of Coach Spurrier's sons, is a special team coordinator. So it's it's been awesome. Uh, again, uh, I got a great staff, and really believe we've drafted a great team. And looking forward to the season coming up. You know who his punter is, Teddy? Tell me. Marquette King saw him uh, oh, booming some punts yeah. yesterday inside Choctaw Stadium over nice, there. Yeah. He used to punt for the Raiders. Stud. Yeah. Oh, yeah. he 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 bombs the ball. He's good. Yeah. He is really good. Um, here, here's a stat that you're probably going to like, Bob. Twenty percent of the remaining starting offensive linemen in the NFL playoffs this Sunday are from Oklahoma, and I think that you can make a pretty good argument that at least a couple of those guys are probably uh, the best at their position in the league. OU is a no, very well rep- represented on the O-line this weekend. No no doubt about it. Um, I've been retweeting it and uh, putting hashtag OUDNA on there. And, uh, yeah, you talk about right tackle Lane Johnson, Trent, uh, Trent Williams, left tackle, uh, Creed Humphrey uh, up there at center. I mean, they're arguably the, you know, the best at their positions. There's other good you know, people that would contest that, and I get it. Uh, but, man, those guys are really special. Yeah, just excited for all of those guys. Been watching them. Uh, love uh, watching Jalen Hurts as well. It's just been incredible the way he's playing. So, yeah, I, I love watching all those guys. It's It's been great. You mentioned Lane Johnson. We also have the most uh, most overall players uh, on yep. active rosters that are playing in these games. Correct. I think nine is the the number heading into Sunday. 
you mentioned Lane Johnson. I, I just that's a fascinating story to me. What was it? he was a JUCO quarterback? You guys put oh, him yeah. on the offensive line, and the rest is history. Like, how, how did that happen? Because like you, yeah, he's arguably he, the best right tackle in the NFL, and he once played quarterback in JUCO. Quarterback, and then we moved him to tight end, and we signed him because we, you know, Bobby Jack Wright, I believe, found him. And I said, "This is a big, good-looking athlete. He's gonna play something." kind of like we did out of high school with Dan Cody. I said, he's just too big, fast, and everything not to – who cares where he's going to play? We'll figure that out. So, quarterback, we came, brought him in as a tight end. And he was, like, starving himself, you know, at 260 or whatever it was to stay a tight end. And I asked Smitty, because we had a number of tackles hurt or linemen hurt, I said, what would it take to, for Lane Johnson to be an old lineman, to be a tackle? He goes, about two weeks and a few cheeseburgers, and he'll be ready. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he told me, he goes, he's, he's been hold, cutting. He's been holding his weight down. He's just so big. But he'd been, he hasn't been eating like he normally would because he's trying to keep the weight off. And Anyway, we moved him to tackle, and the rest is history. He's, he's as good as they come. You know, so uh, love it, love it for him. Yeah, he's he made, he's made a little bit of money eating those eating those cheeseburgers. That was a great decision, and you know what? I, he's like the only person that I could really think of that moved from tight end to offensive tackle, and I think he got faster <laughs> whenever he made the move. Listen, that dude can move. When we would do we would do conditioning drills. And he'd be flying just when he, you know, certain days he's like, I'm going to show these guys. He, he'd be beating all the DNs by 10 yards. He's incredible. You know, and, and I was thinking about this the other day and just watching the NFL. And we all know how good Patrick Mahomes has become there with the Chiefs. And I, I, I was just wondering, like, you got to see him in, in the Big 12. And obviously he, he – he was special and he did some special things, but you know, I think back to that 2016 game and a lot of people saw that maybe that was a, his, his big coming out party with that duel against, against Baker. But you know, whenever you were reviewing his film and studying up on them, did you see the, the potential for him to be as great as he's become? Oh, absolutely. Uh, hardly anybody held him down. I mean, and no one, no, no one really holds him down in the NFL either. Right. You just got to outshoot him, and uh, absolutely big, strong guy could run. You're not bringing him down with one arm, or you know, you get a hand on him, or you think you're pulling him down. You're not. Can scramble, can run, can throw at any angle, and he did that in college. I mean, he was. Oh yeah, I knew. Watching him that week and studying him, I was like, man, this is going to be a nightmare, and and it was. Fortunately, we gave him. Our nightmare, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. We got in a random conversation yesterday, Bob, about the GAs that were at OU while Teddy was there. What, Josh Heupel, Seth Luttrell, Brandon Moore, I think, are the first three that came to mind for you. Yeah. 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 And, 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 and no, we, we've had – Yeah, go ahead. Incredible coaches' lineage of of young coaches, GA grad assistants, and, you know, and assistant coaches. It's It's pretty incredible, actually. So we got on that conversation because OU just got a new GA, James Skalski from uh, Clemson. You may be familiar with him. And 
I, I'm just sure. wondering because the rules have obviously changed. Like, what is a GA's responsibility w- within a football program? Because I'm excited about it. Teddy's really excited about it, and the fan base is pretty excited about this ad as well. Well, uh, uh, grad assistants' responsibility—they just assist one side of the ball is allowed two on each side of the ball, and they coach a certain position or, or help the, the the full-time coach coach a certain position write down film, do a multiple number of things. So anyway, there it's a great introduction into coaching. It's, that's what I how I started and about how most guys start. A lot of the grunt work, a lot of the, the tedious breaking yeah. down the film and, and all of that stuff. Uh really good stuff gets you down into the uh the nuts and bolts of everything. Well, coach, as as we've seen it unfold, you got a you got a favorite to go in the Super Bowl right now with these uh these final four teams? Oh man, um, I, I love San Francisco. I, yeah. I just uh, even with you know a young uh, rookie quarterback, man, they've been impressive. Uh, Kyle Shanahan, I think, does an incredible job. I don't know, you know, you get to this point, whoever gets hot here, you know, is going to win it here in the next few weeks. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, Hurts and, and the Eagles got a chance at it. Obviously, uh, Chiefs still standing in there. They've always got a shot. It's going to be fun. Yeah, hey, don't forget about that open practice on Saturday. It's free to the public, free parking. Gates open at 10 a.m., 10.30 to 1 at Choctaw Stadium in Arlington. Uh, Teddy, does this bring you back to the days when uh, – People were at practices. Well, I, you probably didn't even notice that people were standing over there watching practice. Yeah, you know, it was a funny then. thing. You got open practice. I think everyone shows up. Uh, you know, the first couple of times to get some autographs, maybe some gloves, and then they quit coming. You know, it's <laughs> like they're, they're tired of listening to the coaches yell at the players. <laughs> it's good stuff, Coach. We appreciate you stopping by, and uh, look forward to hollering at you again next week. Okay, guys, good to be with you. All right, Coach Sooner. I was looking at the uh, Vegas Vipers, I believe is who it is. Vegas Vipers, uh, their yeah. roster because they uh, they open up with the Arlington Renegades. They got a lot of OU guys on their team. Really? Emmanuel Beal being one. Okay. Um, I'm trying to figure out. There was like two others on there. I, I I can ask him this. I guess next week. I wonder if that's um, if that's odd at all. You know, going from coaching someone at OU for three to four years and then facing off against them, uh, you know, five six years after, however long it's been in the in the XFL. That's just kind of an interesting dynamic stepping up to this league. Yeah, it is. It is, and you know, it's kind of like, um, you know, the NFL becomes that if you coach in the NFL for very long, um, you know, there's there's guys pretty much on every team that you've got some type of connection with at, at some point along the line. And, you know, Coach Stoops obviously has, has been in the game long enough and coached enough good players that they're scattered all over the place. I love Bob's philosophy to recruiting in a few circumstances to where it's like, guys, I it's not he's overthink it. really big <laughs> and he's really athletic. This is football. Let's not overthink it. Let's get him here and then we'll figure it out after. And the two times that he's told us he's done that, Lane Johnson's a first-round pick, maybe the best right tackle in the league. Dan Cody um, was drafted by the Baltimore Ravens. Was he like a second-round pick? Yeah. I mean, obviously yep. that one worked out too. So keep it simple sometimes. If he's big and athletic, then, well, it's he, he can be a football player and work out somewhere. When you see the outliers that are incredibly gigantic and incredibly fast and have um, – you know the the motor that both those guys do, and you know the 
the the tendency to veer a little off the path, right? Like there's a little there's a little bit of crazy in both those guys, just the perfect amount. And that's what you want in a football player. So yeah, that's good stuff. All right, let's hit a quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Six five one three four three nine Air Comfort Solutions text line. Stay tuned. Talking sooner football is what we do. This is the ref. Go big and drive home. Save on the new 2023 GMC Sierra 1500 Crew Cab and take 25. 25- the rush on the ref appreciate bob stoops as always for joining us you can catch him on the ref live every single tuesday at 320 brought to you by Modelo. you need to send old uh, josh heupel a text and saying that uh, he's buying tonight he just got a new deal nine million dollars is what he is mm. going to ne- to make five million dollars last year which is still a very good payday but nine million dollars now moving forward with his new deal congratulations hype dang near doubled him up huh Wow. That's what happens when you have the best season in 23 years or so. Congratulations. Well-deserved. But as I always say, too bad you'll never be able to spend it. (laughs) Just gathering somewhere. Well, especially now in college football, man, with the NIL and, uh, well, not so much NIL, but really the transfer portal, how time-consuming that must be. Um, There's just more on your plate these days, it feels like. God. It's unfortunate, man, to work that hard, make that much money, and not even be able to drive the fire red Ferrari to uh, work every day. Well, I I think he's got a Tennessee orange Ferrari. I don't think they're driving red around in Knoxville. (laughs) They're probably painted it Tennessee orange. or check. It's probably a checkerboard Ferrari. I'll tell you. There's a lot of things that you don't do, and one of them is paint a Ferrari – I agree. <laughs> I, I I totally agree. I'm just saying. I bet they have a checkerboard Ferrari up there. I would. I would. If I was him, I'd put it in my um, my contract that you need to provide me with a new. My dealer car is a Ferrari, <laughs> and I want it updated yearly. You can drive whatever you want when you get a four million dollar raise. You know. Oh, and and man, here's the crazy awesome. thing: it's like, dang, hype's about to make nine million dollars. Yeah. And he's the fifth highest paid head coach in his own conference, even after this $4 million raise. Is that right? $9 million man, and he's still making less than Let's Nick Saban, see. than Kirby Smart, than the Brian guy, Kelly, yeah. and you know who. Well, I make a lot of money here, but you know, Fisher. I produce. Yeah, Jimbo Fisher. Wow. Amazing. It's fascinating stuff. Uh, throwing the money around. But hey. That's the um, – A lot of money in that league. We had this conversation, you know, about what are you worth? Uh, have you earned it? Well, the market sets the uh, the terms, and right now in the SEC, the market says 9 to $10 million for a successful program that's uh, knocking on the door of, of winning conference championships. Yeah, um, compared to the is. rest of the SEC head coach, Brent's got to fall pretty far down that. If $9 million is the fifth highest paid head coach in the SEC, Brent's got to be, is he bottom half, most likely? 
Uh, gosh, I don't even know. I didn't. Mark Stoops just signed a new deal. It's probably like think so. seven yeah. and a half or yeah. so, I think is what that was. I don't remember what Napier signed for. Um, I think Shane Beamer got a nice raise after a nice year, too. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Hugh Freeze, I, I don't remember what the number was on him. Maybe they got him on the cheap after everything. But Lane Kiffin, I think, got a raise this offseason. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, it's – it. It continues to go up, up, and away. And that's not going to stop as long as teams are, um, you know, as, as long as you win and, and when you win, tons of money comes into the school and it means big things for the school, then they're going to continue to to make those investments up front in the, in the head coach. Uh, it's just – just how it goes. Word of advice to Josh Heupel, as if he needs any from me. Yeah. But I would tell him to, at all cost, secure the buyout. Secure the buyout. And really, you can do anything you want recruiting-wise and not get allegations, but don't put money in McDonald's bags. Mm-hmm. Don't do anything to jeopardize you being fired for cause and not getting that massive buyout that's tied to this new deal. Yeah, well... Don't get caught cheating at all costs. That's what you got to worry about now. A lot of times you have you have teams that have a special player that have a really nice year or two. That player's gone and then you know you you've you've given this new coach a long extended contract with, you know, top of the line pay. And then it really falls apart quickly because that special player is gone. And, you know, it, you're stuck. You're in a position of being stuck. And I just – I don't think that's the case with Tennessee. They've recruited well. I think he's coached them well. Now, I'm curious as to what Milton's going to do. He looked great Final two Clemson. games. Well, he, he, I mean, I know Vanderbilt wasn't great, but – they put it on Vandy, who was like shooting for their sixth win in that final game of the year. Yeah, I, I think he'll be okay. Did he? How many? Didn't he throw like three or four touchdowns against I, against Clemson? Clemson? Yeah, I think yeah. so. I I don't know. Like, and they whenever, got Nika. They got a five star coming in too, who's a really good player. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> I'm all, all the, I'm just saying that they're going to be fine at quarterback moving right. forward. I'm the thing I'm like kind of laughing about is like. What Nico's going to look like whenever he's standing next to Joe Milton? It's going to be like, oh my God, is this what a quarterback looks like in college football? He is gigantic. It's insane how big that is. He dude like is. Cardell Jones, just a tank with with uh, a rocket for an arm. He's he's like he looks like uh, Jadavion Clowney playing quarterback. Hmm, that'll that'll, play, like, that'll play. Six five six six, like two hundred and fifty pounds. Throwing howitzers down <laughs> yeah. the field. He's unbelievable. Uh, Tennessee like had their uh, number one wide receiver out. I feel like for the majority of the year, and their other guy just elevated. I think he's going to be a first round pick this year, Jalen yeah. Hyatt, right? Um, so hype gets paid. Good for him. I think a uh, another one of your former teammates probably just got paid too. Brandon Moore, head yeah. coach of Colorado School of Mines, put out a, a statement. He said. Many schools have reached out to me this postseason about their open positions, but my priority remains the same. I am committed to bringing a national championship to Mines. There we go. And I can just hear OU fans right now saying, See, why don't Lebby put out something like that? (laughs) Yeah, well, 
I don't know. I think um, I think whenever the time's right, he will. I don't pretend to know the ins and outs of what's going on there. Um, so I think we just have to uh, to wait and see what happens. Like I said, I, I've got no information, but I do feel like at this point, at least, I feel fairly strongly that um, that Jeff Levy will be coming back to Oklahoma. Is Joe John going to be our next offensive coordinator after Levy goes to Alabama? That's from the text line. I think that is a a legitimate chance. Um, it, I, it would be like if, if we're both shocked and he does go to Bama or Georgia or somewhere else, it would be Bama or Georgia if he leaves. We don't think he's going to. Would they promote from within and who's the most likely candidate? Yeah, well – Joe John, I think, is obviously a, a likely candidate. I, I honestly, I just don't know. I don't know where the the head coach's head sits on that. You know, a lot of that. It, you know, I know that Joe John behind the scenes is very influential on on a lot of the different things that they do. A lot of the run game, even the pass game concepts. Um, so I, I just, I don't know. I have no I would idea think, where I would think Beanbo if they were going to promote from within. Um, they're not going, it wouldn't be Emmett Jones, at least I don't think. I mean, the newest hire that they just made. I just, I don't, I don't, I don't know if Beanbo wants to be an offensive coordinator. You know, he's, he's an offensive line coach. It's what he's always done. That's what he's comfortable with. I could be I could be totally wrong on that. Maybe he does have that he wants to be paid like an offensive coordinator. Well, there's there's no doubt about that. I, I find me someone who doesn't. Um, so I I don't know. I honestly don't know what they would do. Listening here in Joplin, Missouri, do they really have a Colorado school of no? It's Mines M I N, not Mimes. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Mines in Golden, Colorado. Beautiful campus, awesome town. It's the, great. The ore diggers, the mimes. That's funny. Yeah, that's uh, that's good. Very, very prestigious engineering school. Uh, so. Let's see. For all we know, BV is telling Lebby to slow play this thing to get some better contract conditions and pay. That's from Chapstick. Yeah, don't know. Have no idea. Um, so. Impressive. I knew Brandon Moore was a fine OU backer. Did not know that he was a mime as well. <laughs> That's I'm great. sure they get that. Uh, I'm sure they hear that quite a bit. Colorado yeah. School of Mimes. Well, um, I'm glad he's sticking around there. Um, he's he's done some really good stuff. Took them to a, a natty this year. And, be, and he's got his quarterback bouncing back. Was, I think he was the uh, – Number one quarterback in D2 last year. So A few votes for Kale as OC. And here's Bill Biedenboe wants to coach big men and catch big fish on Grand Lake. He doesn't want to call plays. And if you, and you know what, Texter, if you're right, that sounds like a pretty awesome life. Yeah, I, Coach, I, uh, coach O-line to go fishing at Grand Lake. I, do, I just – I don't think um, – I, I don't – I don't think that that's really in, in Bill's DNA. Now, I could see Bill Biedenboe being a head coach – think he'd make a good head coach um I just I don't know I don't know if he wants to be a play caller I have no idea though well here's the good news I don't think that we're gonna have to worry about that in the next month no I don't either their current play caller will be the play caller next year I think Lebby's I think he's gonna be back I you know I don't think he'll take a 
a lateral move. And some people may be scoffing at the thought that Alabama is a lateral move from Oklahoma. Well, there's no doubt the program is uh, operating at a better condition than Oklahoma's is right now. That's not what I'm suggesting. What I'm saying is there's really no reason for Jeff Levy right now to go offensive coordinator to offensive coordinator somewhere. Like He's made the leap. He's gone from you know running back coach, I think lineman uh, or maybe tight end coach, to quarterback coach and, and co-coordinator and then coordinator at a smaller school, then coordinator at a mid-tier SEC, and now he's an offensive coordinator at a blue blood program. I Everything now is lateral, right? It's lateral or down unless you take a head coaching job. So I really think that's the best next move for Lebby, but you know I also don't know all the moving parts. Quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up our number one next. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network. Your home for Sooner fans. Buicks are back. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno has a lot full of new 2023 envisions. That's right, several to choose from. Take up to 3100 off MS. Because with no high school officials, there are no high school sports. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Cavens Construction, bringing you this hour of The Rush. CavensConstruction.com if you have an emergency repair. I've been throwing out random uh, college football trivia questions to you for yeah. the past couple of shows. And I don't know why. I've nailed them. I think I'm at like 95%. I, you actually, I, had a, I asked a tough one yesterday, I feel like, and I think you got it. Uh, most draft picks since 2000. Who has the most? This is according to 24-7 Sports. Which program has the most draft picks in the NFL since 2000? Hmm. It's it's going to be at the top two, so just you know it's going to be between Alabama, okay, and oh my gosh, there were so many in early two thousand from Miami, and they've still had a bunch of guys go, but that can't be it. It's got to be another Southeastern Conference football team. I'm thinking Louisiana State. Has had a bunch. Georgia's always been strong. All really right. turned it up recently. Can we get an answer? Final answer. Final answer. Final answer is Alabama and, oh, what a bailout, Ohio State. Correct. Nice oh, job. wow. Ohio State number one with 157. Bama, one, uh, Bama two with 144. I don't think I would have guessed Ohio State at one. Well, they've been – Consistent so throughout. So consistent, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's there's been some some ups and downs, but not very pronounced uh, downs. And Alabama really has, has had it going since what 07, 08, I think is when they really started 08 to was turn there it really around. yeah under Saban is when they really started to get it going yeah. But here's the thing: is even when they were down, the rosters were still loaded with NFL talent. I mean, yeah, they had four or five guys. I mean, even that Bama team that you guys played, they had a really good running back that year. Mm-hmm. They had Brody Croyle, who played uh, for a bit in the NFL, and some other guys, too. Some O-linemen, so, yeah. some D-linemen, uh, backers, yeah. yeah. They've, they've always had some 
NFL talent on those rosters, regardless of what the record is. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour two is next. Fourteen hundred AM, KREF, Norman, Moore, Oklahoma City, and ninety nine point three FM, K twenty five seven DA, the Ref Sports Radio Network. GMC continues its commitment to professional grade engineering in the GMC Truck Series. 